What is up? It is Saturday. That means that one thing. It is time for the Out of the Pin podcast right here on Trackstar Sports Network, guys. If you haven't already, and I'm not sure why you wouldn't have, but if you haven't, make sure you go on social media and follow Trackstar Sports, guys. Uh, that's Trackstars with a Z. We're, they're on Twitter, Facebook. You got the Debate Fuel page there on Facebook that you can talk all your favorite sports all week long. Uh, so make sure you go and follow them. But more importantly, uh, make sure you go on to iTunes, go on to Google Play, and subscribe to the Trackstar Sports Network on those great uh, platforms for podcasts because there is some fantastic podcasts going on across the network, guys. We've got you covered from A to Z with sports, whether it's you know football, basketball, wrestling, uh, soccer, baseball, obviously with us. You get it all with Trackstar Sports, guys. And as always, you know who we are. I am Eric Boston, and with me again, my brother, Ryan Cameron. Bro, I know you had a good night, but let me hear you say it. I had a terrific night with the Springfield Cardinals. It was so much fun. I hope everyone, you know, got on our Twitter and on our Facebook and and checked out the live videos. I can't wait to do it again tomorrow with you there. Yeah, man, I, I'm jacked. And and you know what, Ryan? I'm jacked for uh, uh, several reasons, to be honest with you, man. Obviously, you know, I got to, you know, kind of sit at home tonight, do some family time, but I saw what you had going on. So I'm excited to be a part of that with you tomorrow night up there in Springfield, uh, coming live from AA uh, Springfield Cardinals, uh, you know, affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals, obviously. So you guys make sure you do go on to the Out of the Pin Facebook app and Twitter. We will be going live, bringing some great content. Uh, But you know what what else has me, Jack Ryan, is that Out of the Pin Baseball has had a fantastic week, man. Like, I'm not even sure I could put it into words. I mean, the the people know that we launched outofthepinbaseball.com on Monday. And, man, did we get some great, great traffic and some great interaction right out of the gate. And it's, it's just got me pumped, man. Yeah, it, it's been incredible. You know, thank you guys so much. Um, the amount of views that we've had on our website over the last, uh, you know, five days, it's just overwhelming, honestly. So thank you guys so much for, for going and supporting us, and, and please continue to do so. Definitely. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, just it's just it's simple. You know, log into your browser, www.outofthepinbaseball.com. We'll get you all of our content that, that, that you could possibly get from us. I mean, we got, you know, some great writers that have come on board with us. So we're cranking out some great written uh, articles for you guys. You can find the links to past uh, podcast episodes. Uh, you can check out Ryan's um, road tripping episodes right there. I mean, there's just so much baseball content and we've got even more that we are currently in the looking at it like how can we keep this going how can we get a little bit of something for everyone so there's going to be even more content coming to it so go check it out go subscribe so that you know when the latest stuff gets posted on there and share it with your friends that's huge guys i mean we wouldn't be doing what we have been able to accomplish so far without your help and you spreading that to fellow baseball lovers so we are going to be forever grateful for that and we want you to just share it with anyone who you know, is a baseball fan and wants some good content. And as always, you know, baseball from a fan's perspective, that's what we are all about here on Out of the Pen. So, Ryan, dude, just uh, give me a, a little bit of stuff 
from from tonight. You know, we'll just hit on it for a minute, but because I mean, you got to interview um, Austin awesome. Allen, right? I did, yes. And, yeah. and one thing off of what you were just saying, Eric, uh, you know, I want to let everyone know the first person I see that goes on, follows us on Twitter, subscribes to us, likes us on Facebook, and shares us is going to get a free Out of the Pen t-shirt mailed to you. So make sure you go do that. We're going to be doing giveaways for the next few weeks. But the first person that Eric and I see goes out and, and follows us on Twitter, on Facebook, and shares us is going to get a free T-shirt sent to him. So I just wanted to put that out there. And, uh, yes, you know, I did get to to talk with Austin Allen tonight. Uh, he's a catcher um, in the San Diego Padres organization. Um, he actually hit a home run tonight. He's having a fantastic season. He's actually a Missouri native, so had a lot of family in the crowd today. Um, he's from St. Louis, so it was kind of cool uh, for him, you know, playing in, in against the Cardinals organization. So, yeah, I mean, I had a great time at the game tonight. Um, Springfield Cardinals, they always do it right, man. They treat us very well. So uh, I just had a great time, and uh, I'm sure you and I are going to to do the same thing tomorrow. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, Ryan, I don't know if you saw this or not since you were out there, you know, rubbing elbows with professional baseball players tonight. But uh, I did want to mention this before we get into the bulk of the show. Because we had a, a significant, um, some significant baseball news come across tonight, and that is the Boston Red Sox placing Mookie Betts on the ten-day disabled list with, list with an abdominal strain. Uh, we know what kind of season Betts is having. I mean, it's incredible. If it wasn't for you know a, a guy named Mike Trout, you would have no doubt that he'd be the, the the guy that's having the best year. And now he goes down, he's going on the DL, and one thing that concerns me a little bit is we've seen a couple of top guys, I mean, pitchers, but we've seen Reyes for St. Louis, and we've seen Kershaw um, this week come back off of the DL, make one start, and then end up right back on the DL with another injury. Um, hopefully that's not the case for Betts, but, I mean, I think I'm a little concerned, man. I don't know what's going on across baseball right now. Yes, you know, uh, we actually had someone come into the press box tonight and, and tell us about Mookie Betts going on the DL. And I, I'm not overly concerned um, from what I have read. Um, I don't think it's serious enough to keep him out for uh, for an extended time like Kershaw. They're predicting Kershaw to be out for at least another month. So that's a huge hit to an already down year for the Dodgers. It's not getting any better for them. I almost feel bad for them. But um, I don't think it's going to be that serious. We'll we'll have to wait and see. But I do see your point. There have been a ton of injuries this year. I don't really know what contributes to that because, I mean, this is 2018. These guys take care of their bodies. So I don't really know what is causing it. But, yes, there have been a lot of injuries this year, especially the top-name players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be something that we're definitely going to want to pay attention to because – uh, whether you're a fan of the Red Sox or not, you've had to enjoy what Mookie Betts has been doing on the field so far, and we want to see that going. I mean, you got to love exciting, you know, baseball playing, regardless of who it's from. So, you know, hopefully, you know, he gets back out there sooner rather than le- later and, and just, you know, doesn't miss a beat. Um, Ryan, you know what's coming up next week, or I'm, I'm assuming that you do, uh, but maybe not everyone knows – so, you know, we want to make sure we kind of talk about it for a bit, minute. We've got the Major League Baseball Amateur Draft happening next week, folks. 
And, you know, this is a, a time where, you know, kind of that hope springs eternal, right? Uh, baseball's draft is a little bit different than, you know, say the NFL or, or the NBA where you're seeing guys that are expected to come right in and make an impact, you know, that very next season. Uh, baseball, you know, you're getting drafted. It's about, you know, so years down the road, right? There's very few uh, do what some of these guys this year are doing, you know, like um, – Juan, Juan Soto, you know, these 19-year-olds that are, uh, you know, finding themselves in the big leagues and having a huge impact. Um, but, it's, you know, it's always fun. So, like, you know, maybe maybe we don't always know all the names. You know, you might know a few of the top ones uh, that get some press coverage. But regardless, I mean, when you're a baseball fan, it's fun to see, you know, okay, who's my team taking? Um, what can I find out about them? And what are we predicting these kids to do, right? Uh, Ryan, what just like whenever draft time comes around, like like what kind of feeling do you get uh, when you think about who your team, the Cleveland Indians, could be taking? Well, you know, like you said, baseball is such an interesting draft because you're not drafting for next year. You're drafting for three or four years down the road. So, uh, you know, for the Cleveland Indians, they're probably looking at a shortstop, a second baseman, someone like that, because you don't know whether Francisco Lindor is going to resign with you in three or four years. Right. So you have to be prepared for that. It's all it's all about being prepared in in the in the MLB draft, Uh, not for next year, like you said, but for three or four years down the line. Do we have this position covered for the next so many years. I mean, that's really what it's about in baseball. And of course, you're drafting the best baseball players that there are, right? I mean, you want your organizations uh, to succeed. So it's very, very, very important. It's just as important as any other draft. Yeah. And, you know, Ryan, I've kind of avoided a little bit talking too much about the Royals. For the people who don't know, I'm a big Kansas City fan. Uh, but I am particularly interested to see what Kansas City does in this draft. Uh, for this reason right here, Ryan, the Royals have five picks in the first 58. I mean, they could, if they hit on these guys, they could restock this farm system very quickly. We've got some young guys, you know, that are knocking on that double-A door right now. Um, last year's first-round pick, Nick Prado, is, uh, you know, ha- just coming – into pro ball and just tearing it up, looking great, looking like he, you know, showing why the Royals took him in the, in the first round. If they could hit on, you know, obviously if they could hit on all five of these picks and, and add some really good players to those guys, then you could accelerate this rebuild phase in Kansas city. And, um, you know, hopefully in the next, you know, three to four seasons be competing for, you know, postseason play and championships again. Uh, so it is a huge draft for Kansas City, Ryan. It, it is. And, uh, you know, the Indians have several picks also this year. Um, so it's going to be a big year for both of our ball clubs towards the draft. I'm excited. I'm excited to see who they take. Uh, you know, there's a lot of big names this year coming out of college and out of high school. So it's going to be a fun draft. Uh, everyone tune in for sure. Yeah, and two, and let's let's talk about two particular names, Ryan, that has gotten some coverage that um, have interesting stories. Um, one of them is from Oregon State senior pitcher Luke Heimlich. Uh, so, for those of you who do not know, he is one of the best pitchers in college baseball. You know, a definite 
first round talent. Uh, you know, he is, let's see, he now, as of, I believe this was last week's numbers. I don't have, have the, but I don't think it's changed that much, but, uh, he, he was leading the nation or was one of the leaders in ERA. I mean, a sub one ERA as a starter, right? Um, everything about him screams, you know, first round pick major league player, no doubt gonna, you know, probably be the front of a pitching rotation, right? Except for one thing, Ryan. And that is whenever he was 15 years old, uh, he admitted to a felony charge of molesting his six year old niece. Uh, I mean, he has denied that it happened, but he still pled guilty. You know, was, you know, is an admitted juvenile sex offender. Um, and honestly, people didn't know about it ex- until a legal glitch happened and it came out. And so now there is a bunch of uncertainty of what is going to happen with Luke Heimlich. Here's this no doubt talent. The question is, are teams going to touch him? And, and, and at what point, you know, like, uh, you know, is he going to slip to the middle late rounds? Is someone still going to say, hey, I'm going to gamble on this talent? Or is the off the field baggage, you know, too big of an issue? Uh, what What's your thoughts on that whole situation, Ryan? I mean, it's, you know, it's something that's a little bit different that, that we haven't necessarily seen in uh, baseball. So I'm not sure if people quite know how to go about, uh, you know, just processing it and, and handling it. Yeah, well, I mean, this isn't something – we've seen in any sports let alone baseball i mean especially with it being a juvenile thing and uh, you're right he has absolutely denied it he uh you know to the new york times he said nothing ever happened he said that he admitted to it uh at the time to basically you know not bring any shame to his family uh because i guess there were threats that they were going to release it and stuff and what's interesting about this eric is his own town in Oregon uh, is the one who released the information, which is incredible to me. Uh, you know, an Oregon State newspaper is the one who actually released this. So they kind of screwed over their own player, which is kind of crazy to me. But, you know, it's very interesting with him because he is a first-round draft pick. I believe that if a school like Oregon State – is willing to take a chance on him, then you're going to see a team take a chance on him. And I don't think he's going to fall as far as a lot of people think. And if he does, he's going to be a steal for someone. Now, I understand that we're talking about something very, very serious here. I understand, um, you know, it it almost is a point where it's more than baseball. I think we could both agree on that. Um, Yeah, definitely. But... For MLB scouts, it is about baseball, and it's about trusting what this kid is saying. This kid, ever since this came out, has been nothing but uh, first class. He even sat out the College World Series, so it didn't bring any attention to his teammates. I don't know whether he did this or not. He pled guilty to it, so in the eyes of law and everyone else, he's guilty. In my eyes, he's guilty. Uh, He was a 15-year-old kid, not excusing it, because, look, this girl was six years old, okay? 15 years old, you know about that kind of stuff, okay? So 
you know, there's no excuse if he did it, and we have to assume that he did do it. I I believe because of his talent, and I'm not saying it's right, people, so don't jump all over me. I am not saying it's right because I don't believe it is right. Uh, but if you're willing to draft him in the first round or the, the 30th round, you're still willing to draft him, right? So what does it matter where you take him? I, I've never understood that in sports, why – Oh, well, this guy got convicted of a felony, so we're going to take him in the sixth round of the NFL draft instead of the first round of the NFL draft. You're still drafting a felon, correct? So what does it matter whether – I mean, I get it that you're getting him cheaper, but other than that, you're still willing to accept a felon on your team. So, uh, you know, I've never understood what it matters to people, whether they go in the first round or the sixth round. I'm not saying it's right once again, but I do think – oh, I'm positive you're going to see – a team draft him, and I don't think he's going to fall as, uh, as far as many people think he will. Yeah, and and I think you're right there, Ryan, that it, it is a money issue with this. Uh, I mean, that's the only reason, right, that he would fall. Because I think a team would say, hey, we see the talent. We would like to try to make this work, but, if, but we want to do it at the right dollar amount, right? Because if we have to cut ties with him, we don't want to break our bank to pay him to do nothing, right? So I, mean, I, I think that's where we come into if he does fall is because they want to get that price tag down. So if they need, you know, to reverse that decision and part ways, they can do it affordably. Now, here's one thing I th- found interesting, though, Ryan, for, you know, if people haven't seen this kid and they're, you know, saying, well, maybe he's not that good, but maybe he's just solid. No, he's really good. This is what uh, this came from one a, a, a major league scout, um, which this was very interesting, like. It, it was a scout that was actually told by his team, don't even bother with this kid. You know, don't worry about looking at him. Go up there and scout some other players, but don't worry about him. But the scout said, hey, I'm looking at the command of different pitches, his ability to hit whatever spot in the zone he wants at any time. And you know what? I know I was given these orders to not worry about it, but – uh, I'm going to worry about it. I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to look into him, and I'm going to do my due diligence because his talent is just that good. Um, so, I mean, it, it, you know, it shows how serious the situation is, Ryan, if teams are, you know, are willing to just tell them their scouts, hey, don't even bother because, you know, if you don't – if you miss out on a, you know, a generational talent or just an all-star talent or Hall of Fame talent, uh, I mean, that's – you're talking about losing – potentially losing your job for making those mistakes right and this is teams saying don't don't even do it which is look it's kind of like you said the money thing okay yes they're trying to save a few bucks but at the end of the day do they really care that he did this do organizations care no because like i said if you're drafting him in the 20th round or the first round you're still drafting a sex offender so they don't care i want to make that clear to begin with okay now there are teams like you're talking about that will not even touch it okay they're not even going to touch him because of what he did uh whenever he was a child okay but there are teams eric right now that are saying man we're gonna get helmet in the in you know in the ninth round or the the fifth round or whatever and this kid is going to be an all-star and i believe i've watched i've actually watched film on this guy and i believe that he is a future all-star in the making, okay? This kid is un, 
unbelievable. And love it, hate it, he's going to be in the major leagues. Love it, hate it, he's going to get drafted. It's just going to be about what team, like you said, and I'm not even going to say is willing to take a chance on him. I'm going to say who is willing to be the first one to be like, you know what, I don't care, I'm going to take him because he's that talented. Yeah, yeah. Now, another interesting name in this uh, draft, Ryan, is 18-year-old high school senior out of Cartersville, Georgia, uh, one Mr. Anthony Siegler. Uh, Siegler is a switch-hitting catcher, Ryan. But you know what else? He's also a right-handed pitcher. And then on top of that – Here we go. On top of that, he is a left-handed pitcher. He has been a starter. He has been a closer. He's played the infield. He's also played the outfield. We're talking about a kid who one day could go out and play all nine positions in a game and the next day go out and do it again, only the opposite hand. It's crazy. Like The the kid is crazy. I mean, he's projected to be a first-round pick. I mean, now a late, you know, a a mid-to-late first-rounder. He's also got scholarship offered to the University of Florida. Uh, which, you know, if for some reason he doesn't sign, then he's going to go, you know, play college ball down there. But I, I'm going to tell you guys right now, if you're a first-round talent, you are going to be playing um, or you're going to be signing your contract, right? You're going to, to start your professional career because you don't pass up, you know, being a first-round talent because you don't know what could happen if you go and play a few years at the college level. You could have an injury that just wipes that out and you miss out on your money, right? Um, but this kid is just crazy. I mean – now, and I know when you were just saying that you know where I'm going with this, um, I'm not going to go overboard, but let me say this, Ryan. We were talking last week about the ALS, and we've had this discussion about Otani, right? Like, hey, could he open the doors for other players to be able to play both sides of the ball? I mean, this kid is a perfect example of someone who could eventually, you know, profit from what Otani is doing right now I mean he's expected to be drafted as a catcher and that's where I think he thinks he's going to be playing his professional uh baseball at is is catcher but I mean especially in the minors why not let him try a few positions and see what you got with them I mean dude it's just so crazy a kid that could play anywhere on the diamond and do it with either hand well what do you think about Anthony Siegler Well, he's a talented young man. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but he's not going to be a show he in the MLB. Look, this kid is a terrific catcher, and that's what he's going to play. He's got a 1.78 second pop time. And for you guys that are baseball fans, you know what that means. Uh, From the time he, he gets the ball to the time it's the second base, that is incredible for any level let alone an 18-year-old kid, Eric. That is that is moving it, okay? So he's going to be a catcher. Possibly you could see him play outfield. You're not going to see this kid pitch in the minor leagues. You're not going to see him pitch in uh, the major leagues. But you are going to see him catch and, and maybe play the outfield. Um, catchers are very sought after, very sought after, especially a switch hitting catcher. I mean, that's pretty rare. So this kid's going to go, I think, late first round, maybe early second round. Um, he's very talented, though, Eric. I'm not arguing that, but this kid has no chance of being a pitcher in the major leagues. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely going to be a, a catcher or an outfielder. So, um, 
yeah, but I, you know, I do want to mention a team that I, I think he could go to, which is the Houston Astros. I think that'd be a good fit for him, uh, late first round, early second round. Um, and you know, they do have a need at that position, especially in the years to come. So just throwing that out there. Now, what, and, and I agree with you, right? I, and, you know, whenever you listen to, uh, Siegler's comments, you know, I think he knows that, Hey, if I'm going to do this, it's going to be as a catcher. Right. So, I mean, that's fine. Uh, but one thing I did think was interesting is that he actually said that switch pitching feels, feels a lot more natural than switch hitting to him. And, and part of that is because like his dad would, you know, saw him doing stuff with both hands at an early age and he went and bought him two different gloves, a right-handed glove and a left-handed glove. And one day they would go out and they'd play catch right-handed. The next day they'd go out and they would uh, play catch left-handed. Right. Uh, I mean, it's just a, a unique situation and I hope that, you know, we get a chance to, you know, see him do some of that at the professional level, even if it's, uh, you know, and when, when I mean professional, you know, somewhere in the minors, you know, I think they're going to figure out what he needs to do, um, but, you know, at the major league level. But it'd be fun to see him, you know, get to do some of that uh, because, I mean, imagine, imagine just being his high school coach, Ryan, and, you know, hey, wherever I need to stick him at, whatever I need to have him do, I have no restrictions. He can do it all. I mean, you you don't come across that uh, opportunity like ever. Yeah, I mean, in high school, it is an advantage, absolutely, um, no doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, especially he can he can pitch at a high school level from you know lefty or righty. Uh, he's a switch hitter. He can play any position in high school. So yeah, I mean, from a high school coach aspect, awesome. I mean, that's great. But even if he were to go to college, um, they might they might experiment a little bit with him, right? But I think in the long run, they're going to do what's best for his career, which is place him at catcher um, if he does go to college. But, yeah. And I also want to give a shout-out to my four-year-old daughter while we're on the subject because she can do all that too, believe it or not, Eric. I've been working with her. She can throw with her left hand. She can throw with her right hand. She bats. She's a switch hitter and t-ball. So, hey, I got one going too. There you go, man. And, you know, by the time she's uh... – you know, a senior in high school, who knows? Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe the MLB will be ready to draft a, a female baseball player at that point. My daughter is without a doubt the next Shohei Atani. I mean, there's right. no doubt about it that she is the next Shohei Atani. All right. I, I love that, Ryan. I love it. And you know what else I love, Ryan? That is the Podcast Republic app. Guys, you know, you've heard us talking about this. If you own Android devices, go and download Podcast Republic. You get all your favorite podcasts right on your device. It's super simple. Trackstar Sports is a featured network on the on the app, so it's super easy to find. You know, Trackstar Sports and Out of the Pen Podcast. So when we drop our new episodes each Saturday, bam, it's right there on your device. Uh, so if you haven't done it yet. Just go and do it. Just hit up your Google Play Store, download Podcast Republic, and you know listen to all your favorite podcasts, including us at Out of the Pen. So, yeah, Ryan, I am, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited to see how this next segment goes, man. Like you know, over the last six weeks, we kind of broke down each division one by one, talked about you know leaders and and teams that are struggling, and you know who's overachieving who is underachieving all this great stuff and you hit me up this week and you said hey eric i've got this great idea and i agree with you and we're running with it 
we're going to give the people our personal power rankings, man. And since it was your idea and your baby, I'm going to turn it over to you and let's let's run with it. Well, first of all, everyone, my power rankings are the correct power rankings. Um, but we'll go uh, 30 through 21 first. Um, I have uh, in last place the Baltimore Orioles at 30. I have uh, the Chicago White Sox at 29. The Miami Marlins at 28. The Cincinnati Reds at 27. Your Kansas City Royals in 26th. The Minnesota Twins in 25th. The Texas Rangers in 24th. The Giants in uh, 23rd. The Padres, I have them at the 22 spot. I have the Toronto Blue Jays, which is very shocking to me, in the 21 spot. All right, so and how, there's how, my 30th or 21. Cool. And, you know, a lot of those were not too far off, Ryan. How are we going to do Are you going to keep track of, so we see how we compare? Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Well, then I'll read it off, and then I'll let you break it down since this is your thing. You can compare our two and, and tell me what you think, man. Um, so, number 30 for me, Ryan, I've got the Chicago White Sox. Um, you know, they, they have struggled, and they're going to keep struggling. Uh, you know, they are – definitely in the middle of a rebuild and it shows uh number 29 i've got the baltimore orioles at 29 uh which with, with the count they have on paper that's very surprising to me uh number 28 is a team that i you know honestly thought might take that number 30 spot uh the cincinnati reds they've picked it up a little bit they've got scooter Jeanette that's having an all-star year so they've got a couple of bright spots but they're still uh you know very tough situation. Uh, number 27, I've got the Miami Marlins. Number 26, I also have the Kansas City Royals, uh, my team. Uh, hoping to see them move up throughout the year, but uh, so far, uh, this is where we're at. Uh, number 25, I've got the Minnesota Twins. At number 24, I've got the San Diego Padres. Number 23, the Detroit Tigers. Number 22, the Texas Rangers. And number 21, the San Francisco Giants. Okay. Yeah, we're not too far off there. You know, um, I'm going to tell you real quick, not that it matters, but why I, why I picked Baltimore 30th instead of uh, the Chicago White Sox. Because, look, I just watched uh, the White Sox play uh, the Indians. Uh, we swept them, but obviously I got to throw that in there. But they honestly, Eric, they look like a little league team. Uh, I mean, it, it's awful. But the reason why I picked them 29th instead of last place is because of the young talent that they have on their team. And they played just a little bit better. (laughs) Just a little bit. Somehow, it's hard to be worse than them, but somehow the Baltimore Orioles have managed to do so. Yeah, which is is crazy when you're talking about a team that still has Manny Machado. They still have Adam Jones. They've still got Chris Davis. I mean, they've got these guys that have got it done in the past. And they are just really underachieving. I mean, now don't get me wrong, the pitching in Baltimore is rough, right? And if you have if you don't have great pitching, you're gonna struggle regardless of how good your offense is. Uh, but yeah, it's I think uh Baltimore may be the most shocking team um so far this season as far as how bad they are doing. 
Uh, it, you know what? It wasn't shocking to me because of their pitching staff. I mean, their pitching staff is so bad, and we knew that going into the year. So it's not shocking to me to see that they're doing terrible. Uh, the only shock to me is that Manny Machado is still on that team. Yeah, well, I mean, and we don't, we don't expect him to be by the deadline. And as it gets closer, you're going to hear those talks revving up. Uh, what do you think about the rest of the, you know, 21 through 30? Ryan, you're, you're looking at the, you know, your list compared to mine. Anything that you're taking away uh, from those spots? No, you know what? We're pretty close. I mean, look, the bottom of this is easy. You know, um, you could really throw any team uh, in the 21 through 27 range, right? I mean, so it's not – I expected us to be pretty close on that. But as we move on, it's going to get a little bit tougher. <laughs> all right, all right. Do you want to take uh, You want to take the next one first or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go ahead and go. We'll go 20 through 11, and then we'll okay. do our, t- our top 10. And the 20th spot, I have uh, the Detroit Tigers. And um, the 19th spot, I have uh, the New York Mets. In the 18th spot, I have – you know what? Actually, I messed that up. In the 20th spot, I have the Detroit Tigers. In the 19th spot, I have the Los Angeles Dodgers. In the 18th, I have the New York Mets. The 17th, I have the Arizona Diamondbacks. The 16th spot, I have uh, the Oakland A's. And in the am I at fourteen? Fourteen, I have the Tampa Bay Rays. And the thirteenth spot, I'm going to go National League or uh, National League East here, and I'm going to go, uh, or I'm sorry, National League Central, and I'm going to go with the Chicago Cubs. Okay. And in the twelfth spot, I'm going to go the St. Louis Cardinals. And with my eleventh, I'm going to go with my Cleveland Indians. All right, we, we've got a couple of the same. we got a couple of the same in there. Uh, we do have some variation. So I think this is going to be, you know, a, uh, a fun range to talk about for a little bit. Um, for me, Ryan, at number 20, I have the New York Mets, uh, a team that, you know, the first few weeks of the season, I was, I was on the bandwagon. I was buying it, right? They were started out hot, and I thought they could sustain it, and the wheels have kind of come off there for the Mets. Um, so I've got them at number 20 at 19. I've got the Toronto blue Jays at number 18. I have the LA Dodgers and with the news of, of Kershaw, I mean, who knows that they they've done pretty well, even without them or at least to keep it afloat. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see if it hits them and we, and they dip a little bit more seven and three in their last 10. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're still getting it done, but, I mean, that's a huge loss. And, and if he ends up being out more than a month, um, I mean, you just you just don't know what, what could happen there. So, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, at number 17, I've got the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, kind of a surprise there. I expected them to be in that uh, lower third, to be honest with you, going into the year. Uh, maybe even, you know, battling out for one of those very bottom spots. But, hey, they're – a team that's getting it done in a, in a very tough division uh, with a couple of juggernauts there. Uh, let's see. At number 16, I've got the Pittsburgh Pirates. At number 15, I've got the Arizona Diamondbacks, who have kind of you know had a little bit of a slide here recently. I Initially, uh, whenever I first did my rankings, Ryan, I had Arizona a little bit higher, 
but then I went back through it today to make just some final, you know, adjustments. And, you know, like I said, they've, they've kind of hit a rough patch and they've slid down for me. So they're at 15. Uh, at number 14, I've got the St. Louis Cardinals. At number 13, the Oakland Athletics. At number 12, the Chicago Cubs. And at number 11, I also have your Cleveland Indians, man. All right. You know, I dig it. I mean, look, uh, Cleveland is starting to pick it up, and they're going to continue to pick it up, and they're only going to get better. They actually have a better record right now than they did last year, which they won 102 games last year. So, uh, you know, I'm still I'm still confident that they're going to climb up these power rankings. And, Eric, I, I did uh, miss one. Uh, somewhere in there I had the, the Pirates – um, and I missed that. So don't worry, everyone. The Pirates are not in my top ten. I just <laughs> accidentally skipped a number. Okay, so uh, so comparing our two lists, Ryan, or even if you just look at mine, uh, like, like, let's hear it, man. I know you've got some stuff to say, and, and you're not one that's shy away from, from letting me have it. So so let's hear it. Like, what, what do you – is there anything that you saw on my list or just – or that you're taking away from comparing the two that is just standing out to you that you want to uh, hit on? Well, you know – it's kind of the same thing. Look, I want to argue with you. Don't get me wrong. I always want to argue with you, Eric. But, you know, uh, whenever we go through this, especially right now, you know, it's a toss-up, right? I mean, who you could put up uh, 11 through 20. Now, it's a little more interesting than the bottom of the league. Uh, you know, you had the Oakland Athletics a little higher than I did, a little higher than I think they should be, because I honestly thought I had them a little too high. Um, but – you know, that's the only thing I really saw on that. Let's let, I am. Let's talk about the Oakland Athletics for for a little bit. Re- re- refresh me. Where did you have Oakland at? Um, I had them in the 16th spot. Okay, so you have them at 16. I've got them at 13. So a few spots ahead of you. Here, here's my thing with Oakland, man. Is that you know they have you know once again they're in a division with a couple of very tough teams in Houston and in the Angels, right? And, and Seattle, don't and, C- about and Seattle. Seattle, and they are very, very quietly, you know, hanging in there. You know, they're playing above five hundred, right? So they're getting it done. Uh, no one's paying attention, and I think that's part of it. Is that with all the the hype that's in the American League West, they just are kind of going unnoticed, and they're just doing you know what the A's tend to do. You know, they're playing that money ball. They're they're making it work. So I, you know, I, I wanted to give Oakland some credit for that. Yeah, I don't blame you. You know, uh, I think we actually talked about it on the show. You know, a little bit a couple weeks ago that they are quietly there hanging around. And, you know, something I found interesting with them is that they're uh, 500 at home and above 500 on the road. So, uh, you know, whenever you can do that, whenever you can go above 500 on the road, and if they start to pick it out at home or pick it up at home, who knows, right? I mean, they might just be climbing up this list. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I just don't think they're the 13th best <laughs> team in baseball. Hey, you know, um, that's where I got them at right now, though, Ryan. But we'll that, see. That's, that's where you got them at. There's, uh, hey, there's you know, a lot of weeks. There's still a lot of weeks, so we'll see where it ends up. Uh, any other, um, any other teams in that 11 through 20 spots that stand out to you? Well, absolutely. The, the Diamondbacks. Uh, I mean, the Dodgers are there. The Giants are there. I mean, all of these teams we thought would possibly be in the top at least 10 to 12 range, or you know, top 12 at least 
are sitting down in the, you know, bottom half of it. You know, it's kind of uh, crazy to me that the Diamondbacks are where they are right now, um, you know, at 29 and 27. And who would have ever thought that the NL West leaders, uh, the Colorado Rockies, would only be 30 and 27? You know, that's incredible to me. Yeah, so, and, you, and you were really high on Arizona, um, you know, the first part of this year. Uh, and, and I started going there with you, right? I mean, if you remember back a few weeks ago, I was like, yeah, I mean, they're playing well, but I wasn't 100% convinced that they were that team. And, like you know, like like I said earlier, the over the past week or so, they've hit kind of a rough patch. Um, now, don't get me wrong. They're not. They're probably not going to stay there. They'll probably come out of it. But I also won't be surprised. Like you know, on my list, I've got them at 15. Right. Um, I won't be surprised to see them right there in the middle of these rankings at the end of the year either. Well, they will be, and I'm going to tell you why they will be. Um, I wasn't going to bring them up, but you did, so now you're going to get it. Uh, they've only allowed 199 runs this year. Um, you know, they're not necessarily keeping pace with the Houston Astros who have allowed 165, which is absolutely insane. But, you know, they've only allowed, they've allowed less than 200 runs this far this year. You know, this far into the season, that's really impressive. But I'm going to give you an incredible number also. They've only scored 218 runs this year. So that's pretty awful, right? It's actually one of the worst in the majors. So their bats will wake up. They have talent on their offensive side so they will wake up eventually and their pitching staff is just doing their thing right I mean they're just uh they're winning games for Arizona right now and eventually you're going to see the bats win games for Arizona and that's whenever they're going to climb up in this yeah it's something that the Rockies don't have and they've got one of my favorite pitchers all time on that rotation there in Arizona and Zach Grinke I mean people know he was he came up a royal he won a Cy Young in Kansas City uh, I got to meet him actually on a Royals caravan, Ryan, at a YMCA. It was like the middle of the day on a Thursday. There was nobody there. And one of my favorite stories is saying that I got to play basketball with Zach Grinky at a YMCA. I mean, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, one of those things that just endears a player to you for a long time, right? Absolutely. Now, Eric, I want you to give me your top ten. The top ten – you're letting me go first. I'm going to let you do the top ten first, and then I'm going to tear you apart. That's that's what I was kind of expecting to hear you say, to be honest with you. I'm like, okay, he's setting me up here. But, hey, I'll go for it. I'll go for it, Ryan. Uh, at number ten, I have the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I think, okay. I think that is a surprise to me. Um, you've, you've heard me say it, Ryan, that on paper – I didn't think Philadelphia was there this year, that they were still a couple of seasons away. But they've got that Philly mojo going, and, you know, they've made it into the top ten. At number nine, I've got the Colorado Rockies. At number eight, I've got the Los Angeles Angels. At number seven, I've got the Seattle Mariners. Um, And Seattle, I know you've been hyping them up, but it's they're a a team that's hard to get – a, a grip, grip on at least for me at this point because it seems to me like they are overperforming a little bit especially with the you know what, what's happened with Robinson Cano um so but hey they're another team that's getting it done so they are in that number seven spot for me right now 
Uh, at number six, a team that has been on a tear as of late. And honestly, I I was close to putting them into my top five, Ryan. I just didn't do it because I want to see them continue this for a little bit longer. But that's the Washington Nationals at number six. Uh, at number five, I've got the Atlanta Braves. Uh, I, you know, a very, very big surprise to me in that top five, uh, just because of the youth on that team. And, you know, they're in rebuild mode and, and well, maybe not even necessarily rebuild mode, but they're in that, in that stage where they're like, okay, we've got the talent. Now we just got to let it mature. Right. Uh, and it's perhaps happening quicker than people expected. So the Braves at number five, uh, number four, I've got the New York Yankees. Uh, number three, I've got the Milwaukee Brewers. At number two, I've got the Houston Astros, meaning that my number one team is the Boston Red Sox. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, did you say you had the Milwaukee Brewers in the number three spot? I have the Milwaukee Brewers at number three. Okay. Okay. You know what? Actually, we're pretty similar on a lot of things, except your craziness with the Brewers. Um, hey, they're 36 and 22. Okay, so maybe I'm the crazy one. Um, I don't believe in them that much. Um, but you know what? Let me – let, let me hold on. Plus, tw- plus 29 run differential in your 14 games over 500. That ain't going to last you all season, brother. So, uh, you know – It's uh, not. It's not. And here's the thing, right, is that – They've got some good players. They've got some players that are good, that you see on you know making some all star teams, right? But they don't have superstar players, right? Uh, but here's the thing: sometimes you don't necessarily need superstar players to get done. You need good talent that comes together and gels. And I think that's what Milwaukee has going on for them. Now, before we get out of this, Ryan, I want to bring something else up about the Brewers. Um, just throwing an idea out there for you. Uh, but I want to hear your top 10 first. Okay. I'll give you my top 10 and it doesn't vary as much as what you might think, but it does vary. Um, number 10, I have the Rockies. And the only reason I have them in my top 10 is because they are leading the division. Um, my number nine, I have the angels Number eight, I have the Phillies. Number seven, I have the Nationals. Number six, I have the Brewers. Number five, I have the Mariners. Number four, I have uh, the oh my God, the Braves. I am missing someone at number three. I am blanking because I've lost my piece of paper, Eric. I'm highly embarrassed, everyone. Is it the Yankees, uh, the Astros, or the Yes, Sox? thank you. I, I am missing the Yankees at three. Okay. Uh, the Yankees are my number three. The um, Boston Red Sox are my number two. And the Houston Astros are my number one. Now, listen, people are going to say these are power rankings, okay? So it's not the best team what i believe is the best team in baseball right power rankings are more of what are you doing now right yeah yeah okay so people might disagree with that but to those who are saying um well first of all you're gonna have a lot of yankees fans uh 
crapping on this list right now because the Yankees have destroyed the Astros this year. Um, but they they are coming off a tough stretch right now. We're playing the uh, New York and Boston back-to-back. So they have struggled a little bit. I'll give people that, but they're still the best team in baseball to me, and you're not going not gonna to change that. In my opinion, and and, and man, I can I, you know I can definitely respect that. It was a kind of a toss up, you know, between Boston. And those are without doubt the two best teams in in baseball at this point. I would love it if we were able to see those two in a World Series. Obviously, we can't. So the next best thing is to see them in an ALCS. Uh, hope that happens because I mean, you know, these are two teams with good pitching, with good lineups, and you know, right now. I don't know. I just I just felt like what Boston was has been doing up to this point, um, especially offensively. When you got you know Mookie Betts and, and JD Martinez, what those guys are doing, pushing each other. Uh, I mean, it's just it's exciting baseball, right? Houston Houston has exciting baseball. Don't get me wrong, but theirs is incredible as to what their starting rotation is doing. So I, I don't think you're wrong either way. I mean, obviously we've got them flip flop, but I think those are the no doubt top two teams well I don't think it's no doubt because I think you could put the New York Yankees in the top two um I mean look we're talking about Boston like uh they're absolutely in the top two and I'm gonna go over a little something with you here Uh, you know I'm a stats guy so you know I'm gonna bring this up yes they're up by a half a game Boston Red Sox are but listen to this run scored Boston Red Sox 306, 306, New York Yankees 300. Runs allowed. Boston Red Sox 223, New York Yankees 225. Very similar, right? Uh, A home record, very similar. Away record, pretty similar. I mean, these two teams are playing exactly like each other. And every baseball fan wants to see that that Boston Red Sox New York Yankees rivalry. Well, they're going to get it this year, and it's going to be exciting. But you can't forget about the the best team in baseball in the Houston Astros. And I disagree with you on one thing you just said, and that's I don't want to see any of those teams in the World Series. I want to see the Cleveland Indians in the World <laughs> Series. So speak for yourself. Right, right. Well, hey, so let me let me kind of you know give my reasoning for the Yankees. I've got the Yankees at number four. Don't get me wrong. What they've done the last few weeks has been incredible. But, man, the, the Yankees, they kind of came out of the gate slow, right? Um, they were striking out a ton. Um, Stanton just looked terrible. But they're starting to put it together, right? The the thing that kind of, you know, sets Houston and Boston, you know, just above them for me is that they have been good all year long. And, and, that's, and that's why – New York falls to number four on my, uh, you know, my power rankings. I love it, Eric, because you know what? I am officially not the most hated person in New York on this show now. So thank you for putting <laughs> the Milwaukee Brewers ahead of the New York Yankees. Thank you for doing hey, that. You you can't you can't you can't knock on what the the numbers say. You know, yes, you could go into those details, but what's the ultimate thing that matters? That's the win column, right? And Milwaukee's winning. Now, I said I've got something that I wanted to throw out there to you, Ryan. And and, and so just let me do this because I, I, I thought.
about, you know, where could potential guys be traded to? And there's one name that we've talked about a lot, and that's Manny Machado. Dude, how much sense would it make for the Milwaukee Brewers to go out and get Manny Machado? I disagree with it. Right, and I'm going to tell you why because Milwaukee is building something. Um, 36 and 22 right now, leading the division. Now, if they start to slip off a little bit, this could make sense. But for right now, why give away any of the talent you have and that you are building to get a, Ryan, a are you there? player? Yes. Hello. So I just disagree with it. Ryan. All right, guys. Well, I can't hear Ryan, and I'm not sure what's going on. So um, we're just going to wrap it up. Um, Oh, I guess Ryan's still on. Maybe he can't hear me. Yeah, guys, it looks like we are having some technical difficulties. So we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up, guys. We apologize for that. Uh, we will you know, try to get that straightened out for next week. But, hey, thanks for listening to the Out of the Pin podcast this week, guys. Um, you know, Go and follow us, Out of the Pin underscore TS on Twitter. And make sure you hit up the new website at uh, outofthepinbaseball.com. Check out those stories. Send it to us. And make sure to go on and check out our power rankings that we are going to add onto the site, guys. It's going to be right there at the top. Check out the power rankings page. Uh, we're going to have some new stuff as well coming from Ryan in the next week that you're going to want to be checking out, especially with the draft coming up. Uh, you know, kind of you know impacts that as well. So, yeah, share with your friends. Tell them about Out of the Pen, and we will be looking forward to talking to you guys next Saturday uh, right here, as always, on Trackstar Sports. And we will see you at outofthepinbaseball.com, where you always get baseball from a fan's perspective. You guys have a great weekend.